This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Alma Pollard, she is the executive director of The Green Times. She's also an eco-consultant and coach. You can find out the story that we're sharing this morning and many other really fantastic stories with inspirational photography and links that will take you to other ways that you can find out more or complete a, a petition or just get more information or even get involved. All of those details on thegreentimes.co.za. Alma, always great to connect. Good morning. Hope you're well. Good morning, Brad. All good. Thanks so much. What a very powerful story this morning on The Green Times. Youth mental health levels have dropped since 2010. I just like to know you explained it very well to me yesterday. This is The Green Times, and you've got a story about mental health in young people. Can you make the connection with The Green Times and a very important and vital story like this? Absolutely. So I always said it was when we started separating humans from Earth that mm. our trouble started. Yeah. So humans and, 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 and environmental stories, we are part of the Earth. We are part of nature. We are nature. So we, we are concerned about all vulnerable species. Humans are very vulnerable at the moment, and mm. we are speaking about our particularly vulnerable youth today. So yes. that's very my heart and very important. Just a few days time, it's World Suicide Prevention Day on September uh, the 10th. And when we look at the statistics, and one can understand uh, the huge role that the COVID and the pandemic and all of the peripherals around that and what it caused and what it's led to has made the numbers look even worse. And that uh, helps us to see probably something that we've known and we haven't taken enough notice of unless we're really focused in on this is how fragile young people's mental health is. Absolutely. So this this really unpacks a bit of the story of um, the new book that was written by Dennis Horning, Waterboy, mm. uh, making sense of my son's suicide. Her son died of suicide three years ago. Um, and she mentions here the latest State of the World report, the largest and most comprehensive global mental well-being study, um, where they draw on 223,000 respondents in 34 countries, mm. and they found a profound generational decline in young people in every country. Goodness. Nearly half of them um, have marked themselves as distressed or struggling, and less than a fifth um, are, are saying that they're thriving or succeeding. So that is a major worldwide depression, really, amongst our young people, and that for me is very concerning. That's 12 years. That's, that's not even a long period of time. Such a huge change in what's happening in the hearts of young people. I mean, we could sit down with experts in this area, and I'm sure they might be able to pinpoint it, but what are you seeing through this story, some of the, the causes of this at this time? Well, the thing is, in the, in, according to the feedback, the, 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 there are many potential causal factors, but the one that is common... Uh, uh, in absolutely all the countries, is the rapid growth of cell phones and the Internet. Mm. So the phones are, of course, great for, for information, making connections and so on, but it's also really bad for fake news, social comparison, shaming and cyberbullying. You know, and this is something that most of us didn't grow up with. True. We were sheltered from a lot of things. We were sheltered also from from bad information. I mean, do you want your child at any age to access any information? I mean, we would never pop our children into just any place when we, when we raise them, and suddenly now they are exposed to almost mm. anything. 
which is really not um, age appropriate and not good for development. And then, of course, on top of that stress that that's already caused, we got the COVID pandemic and the children had to deal with loads of other extra stresses, the virus itself, economic costs, the parents and caregivers lost their jobs. And then there's the parental stress that President Sir Ramaphosa dubbed the pandemic is gender-based violence and child abuse because parents battle and then they start using alcohol and drugs or whatever they do to feel better mm. and to cope. And the children suffer. So now, of course, they also had the predictability of schools where they always had structured routine and predictability and suddenly that fell away and they had to start studying online. Uh, and many couldn't couldn't manage that, and and children need play, and they need each other. Yes. So there's so many factors, and now of course I would of course also add, even though it's not in the story, but the whole climate distress it, it's a it's an issue worldwide for children in the know, and. And whenever you go to a school, you know, I used to train teachers in environmental topics years ago. And I always used to say that children will know way better than adults. They know more. And knowing that the climate, that climate change is unfolding at a rapid pace and that our environmental destruction is escalating, that's not great for a child to, in terms of feeling safe and secure in a predictable future, which nobody now has. This book by uh, Glynis Horner, I think, um, is, is almost a must-read for, for parents of teenagers, not to, to instill fear, but maybe just to, to better understand what's going on. You know, we want so hard to understand our kids, and sometimes they don't always share what they're thinking and what's going on, and we don't often give them a platform to speak about it, or they're fearful to speak about it, or they fear even speaking about it will lead to further issues. So, you know, getting our hands on books like this as parents, not to think, well, this is where your child is heading or to, you know, be fear-mongering, but just to better understand maybe the psyche of our own children. Absolutely. And we do need to know the signs. And I want to say not just teenagers, children of any age. Mm -hmm. And I would say children of anyone under 14. Because we older people have a have a better perspective on things. And we've weathered many things. And you become more... You know, you become um, more resilient, really. But living in the world as it is now, and you've never really had proper predictability, just makes your foundations uh, not as strong. So the signs that she says you need to look out for um, are like low mood, irritability, changes in weight and sleep, recklessness. A very important one amongst youngsters. I see a lot of recklessness going on. Withdrawal, fatigue, difficulty thinking clearly, etc. And then the other big issue is you get the highly functioning depressives and they present a calm face to the world. Mm -hmm. She said, my son even walked the dogs with me the night he died. So so that's that's also scary and therefore it's important um, to speak to them if you have any worries at all and to ask them if something's bugging them or if something's on their mind and, and set up the South African Depression and Anxiety Group says one must never be scared to ask somebody whether they're thinking of hurting themselves. You won't be giving them ideas. You'll be giving them a chance to talk and share what, what they're feeling. And I want to add here, also, you could also, I think a person who's thinking of hurting themselves or not thinking, I'm going to hurt myself, they're actually thinking of how can I get rid of the, of the pain because they are in extreme pain. So you can even ask, are you thinking of ending the pain? 
because that might be closer to the language that's going on in a person's head. So very important to open the conversation and to address it head on, not to, not to, you know, walk around it and be scared of, of mentioning it because that seems to be an open, an open door for people mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is what's happening, and to make sure that that is not that there's no shaming going on whatsoever because unfortunately it's stigmatized in our society and that's why people suffer in their own. Yeah, this is a really big deal. The story is uh, on The Green Times and the more you read it, the more you understand the connection between it and what The Green Times stands for. Uh, you even see it at the top of the website of Alma Pollard says The Green Times, reverence for life. The story is called Youth Mental Health Levels Have Dropped Since 2010. Also gives you a link through to that book that we're talking about, Waterboy, Making Sense of My Son's Suicide. Um, it's all there as we look ahead to Suicide Prevention Day. Amapala, thank you. I'm, I'm going to share. We have a counseling line here as well. Once you and I have greeted, I'll share those details with our listeners as well in case they or somebody they care about is in the situation like we've spoken about this morning for them to know there is think- help. Sorry, but also just the, I think also the important um, all the other number numbers here, the suicide crisis helpline, yes. etc. I see they made the numbers really easy to remember, like suicide crisis helpline 0800 567 567. <laughs> you know, so yes, nice and the SMS three one three nine three. I think people need to memorize that if they're feeling in distress whatsoever. Make sure they have that. Thank you so much, Alma. Thank you for this valuable story and thanks for your time. Here's to a wonderful Wednesday. Blessings on the day. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.